tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weeks, and today we are upgrading the Eldrazi, what is it, Eldrazi, oh God, uh, Unbound Precon, which meant we had to bring a special guest in to do the upgrading. It's Ashlyn Rose. Hey, everyone. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me. You know Ashlyn, you love her, but she's been doing some voice acting and YouTubing, streaming. Check her out all over the internet, but today she is here to talk colorless you're uh, an eldrazi stan just a little bit yes (laughs) i uh, i stand the eldrazis and what they uh destroy and annihilate yes (laughs) i stand for annihilation (laughs) so this is the first colorless precon right it's the first one i know of i can't think of another one um and we're very excited to see what exactly that looks like in a precon. We are going to be doing an upgrade today. We're going to add 10 cards, take 10 cards out using a budget of $50. But first we have to talk about some of the stuff in the deck uh, so you can get to know the products that you're buying um in order to properly upgrade this thing. But before we even get to that, we're going to be talking about a lot of magic cards today. We're going to be talking about sealed product. If you want to pick up any of that stuff while supporting the show, go on over to cardkingdom.com slash command. Card Kingdom has a great selection of all of the singles that you are looking for in the proper printing, in the proper condition, so you can make sure that your Eldrazi monstrosity is looking exactly how you want it to look. Your commander players, I know you're picky about your Magic Clark cards, so make <laughs> sure that you're shopping uh, with the people who have exactly what you're looking for. Plus, they will package it all up into one tidy package and get it to you safely and on time and in one place. I really like shopping at Card Kingdom, especially when I'm buying a new deck because I know it'll all show up at the same time and I can start building. Yep. Once again, support the show and pick up some cards at cardkingdom.com slash command. And once those cards are in your hand, you're going to want to protect them, keep them safe. Go on over to ultrapro.com slash command for the highest quality card accessories in Magic, but also beyond. Uh, they have sleeves and deck boxes, play mats, binders, dice, everything that you need to make a very clear board state and a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. If you're as into Eldrazi as Ashlyn is, (laughs) make sure you go over there and check out what playmats that they are rocking. I'm sure they've got one for Zuladak. Ultra Pro has the officially licensed magic art. So if you are dedicated to one specific commander, especially in the pre-cons, they often have all of the accessories to go with it. So deck out your battlefield to bring it to your next game night over at ultrapro.com slash command. 
The final way to support us is directly go to patreon.com slash command zone. Patrons are amazing and truly make this show possible, make it better and better for you. Plus, you get extra perks uh, like getting to see extra turns and game nights a day early. You get access to exclusive content like turn talk, which Mm. is just People after a commander game talking about the decks they love, what they would have done if they had drawn one more card or if like I was looking for this and if I had drawn it. Ah. I'm so glad we started doing that because I just yeah. I love getting that out like that that last thought that you didn't get to get like while you're playing the game you're right just like there's so much emotion and like love context. for the decks where like <laughs> people are digging through their decks and trying to find a card that they're excited about um, you can get all of that on turn talk but only if you're a patron plus we shout out one lucky patron every single podcast episode and this one's dedicated to Joshua, Joshua Weagle Joshua you rock. rock. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. A, a Josh after our own hearts. <laughs> we've got a we've got a number of Joshes running number around. Number of Jays too, just oh in God. general, the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us get it, it. Let let us let us begin. Uh, we're gonna talk about the- <laughs> it felt appropriate to I know, do a hand I strike. Like, I was like, let us, let's get into it. It was too many transitions all at the same time, <laughs> and none of them worked. Uh, but we are going to talk about the Eldrazi Unbound pre-con. Um, again, we're going to take 10 cards out. We're going to put 10 cards in. But first, let's get to know the commanders of this deck. Who are your options in the command zone? Uh, so it looks like we have, the first option is Zoldok. Zoladok? Zoladok? Zoladok. I don't know. Void Gorger. It, it sounds like... <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> yeah, Zuladog Void Gorger uh-huh. uh, is the primary one. It is five and a colorless. It's a legendary creature, Eldrazi, seven, four. It says colorless spells you cast from your hand with mana value seven or greater have Cascade, Cascade. <sighs> that is a very serious text box. Yes, that's. It, there's no room for flavor text in this text uh, yeah. box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's too much explainer text uh, for Cascade. Um, Zuladog is extremely powerful. Yeah, and especially in, in a colorless deck where most of the time you have pretty heavy CMC creatures and things going on. Right. Colorless decks tend to run higher CMC just because everything is more expensive when you don't have any colors to tether it right. to. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this card is that he is snacking on the void. He's like, he's a void gorger. Oh, yes. <laughs> Here to eat the void. But he's doing it very peacefully if you look at the art. He looks like he's like, met, are they meditating or it something? It is <laughs> a very zen Eldrazi. <laughs> I, I agree. Mm, yum. Uh, yeah, so this is this deck is going to be crazy ramp, uh, cost reducers, yeah. and huge colorless spells. Sounds glorious. And dump them all onto the battlefield. Seems extremely powerful. That's the face commander, but the backup commander is also colorless, of course. This one is Omarthus, Ghostfire, Initiate. Uh, it is XX for a 0, zero. A little weird when paired with a Cascade Commander, but that's okay. XX <laughs> for a zero, 0, it's a Spirit Naga. Omarthus, Ghostfire, Initiate, enters the battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. When you put one or more plus 1 plus 1 counters on another colorless creature, you may put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on Omarthus. When Omarthus dies, manifest a number of cards from the top of your library equal to the number of counters on it okay so for those who haven't played with manifest (laughs) it hasn't been around in a little while yes present yeah (laughs) manifest is you take the top card of your library you put it onto the battlefield face down and it's a tutu it's just a vanilla colorless tutu creature 
if it's a creature on its front side, then you can cast it and you can turn it face up at any time. It doesn't use the stack. You can do it at super duper flash speed. Uh, obviously, if it's a zero zero, you it doesn't enter the battlefield, so it will die immediately. But <laughs> it's going to give you a whole bunch of creatures. Is the idea with Omarthus? Yes. So this is a plus one counter deck. This is a probably like a modular deck. Yeah, I think you definitely want to build around the commander, or expect it to be built to really have the commander support everything the deck's trying to do in a very like um, tableau style of way. Right. It also feels like it'll have sack outlets, which is like to sacrifice Omarthus and oh, then yeah. to make use of all of these tutus. So it, it does feel like a very different build than Zuladoc, even if like a lot of ramp and cost reducers is also good with an X spell. It's kind of interesting, too, because like with colorless, again, it's not tethered to a color, like you mm-hmm. said. So it's like. You can either destroy the world with giant Eldrazi's or you can sacrifice things in a manifest as you just get all the worlds. There's, <laughs> there's like no one set way you can do it. For sure, because they are in the space between worlds. They're busy eating the void. Okay, so those are the two options for putting in the command zone with this deck, the face commander, the backup commander. Uh, Before we make a decision about which one we are going to put in the command zone, we want to talk about the actual kind of cards that are in the product as you buy it off the shelf. So you know what time it is. It is time to get into the... And these stats look kind of wild honestly (laughs) there's a big range yeah so how many ramp cards are in the deck so there's 21 ramp okay that's that's a lot that makes sense for zuladoc if you're trying to cast these seven seven mana spells yep you need a lot of ramp 21 is a lot 21 is a lot of ramp i'm interested to see like um we'll look at the deck stats but yeah what what is signified or how we define ramp but yeah definitely probably a lot of artifacts for sure. Uh, this one has a lot of artifacts. There's there's also like the one that whenever you tap a colorless source, you make more mana. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. A uh, lot of that. So how much card draw are we looking at? Card draw is sort of hard one in a colorless deck. You would think so. There's 17, though. So, I mean, 17 is a lot. And this will include really, really powerful draw engines like Mystic Forge, which is yes. in the deck. Um, and also just incidental draw spells. So 17 is great. I mean, that's a very high number, especially for a colorless deck. Uh, And with 21 ramp cards, you really want more cards to cast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, How many pieces of target interaction are we working on? We run it back. 17. 17? 17 targeted. I mean, to be fair, colorless decks, I don't think they're like swimming in board wipes either. (laughs) That's true. Uh, This one has... has a couple. We'll talk about that in a second. But it's like colorless <laughs> decks tend to be like, I spend seven mana to destroy target right. permanent. So this targeted interaction is often like very expensive. Yes. And not necessarily interaction that you're dying to use. <laughs> yes. This doesn't usually go in a uh, monocolored like blue or red or green or any other color. Right. You're just you're just making do with what you can. I always think to. of the uh, seven mana exile uh target permanent it's like something existence scour yeah, the existence scour from existence or something like that yeah there's a lot of like 10 mana Eldrazi's it's like when you cast this destroy something yes. you're like I better destroy something <laughs> 10 mana alright this next category is board wipes historically colorless decks have had what one, one? maybe two, two if we're counting the artifacts yeah. yeah yeah okay so this one has three, three which is pretty good uh, including a new one, I yes. think. I don't know if I, we have it. We have it over here, but there are three board wipes, which is 
pretty solid, especially in a deck that's as explosive as Omarthus. Yeah. I think having that many board wipes is actually okay. Yeah, Especially because, you know, all his dust is one-sided. Yes. The great side. <laughs> Our side. Yes. We also want to talk about how many lands are in the deck. Um, and this one, like many pre-cons lately, has 38. Uh, and it has 15 basic lands. Notably swamps, which are like a dollar a piece. right? <laughs> so at the very least, this deck is worth $15 for the 15 swamp wastes. We're joking, it's waste. Wastes, yeah. <laughs> wanted to make sure you're listening. <laughs> Did we catch you? <laughs> See, I wasn't listening to me because I didn't even know I was making a joke. Uh, there are 15 wastes in the deck. Swamps would be outrageous. <laughs> but wastes are at a dollar, so you know that that you're like getting 15 wastes to build your next color right. list and a ton of um are they utility really a dollar each now yeah it's out, it's they haven't printed them in a while that's that's fair that makes sense but wow uh okay so let's talk about the more deck specific categories honestly this deck kind of goes in a number of different directions it just kind of casts big things right so it was hard to break down what exactly these categories were but let's talk about how, just how many things trigger your commander which is seven mana value or higher all right so for seven million value or higher we have 19 cards that's a ton yeah what a curve <laughs> yeah the, it goes <laughs> <laughs> so this included I, I took this stat and this includes expels which uh, uh, that, can, can be seven yeah. mana value or higher. And I think there's like three X spells in the deck. So this is like 16 naturally plus the X spells, which yeah. can scale that high. Which is um, still a lot, which it makes sense why we'd have so much ramp then and right. card draw to make sure we're hitting on curve as much as possible. Right. Those And hitting those big haymakers. There's also a number of cards that are dedicated to the plus one, plus one counter strategy. Not as many as you'd think. Right. It's like Yeah. Eight. There's only eight plus one cards, that, a colorless creatures that put plus one counters on themselves to trigger Omarthus. So uh, looking a little bit more um, like they've really bulked up Zuladoc and Omarthus is kind of a build around situation. Yeah. Finally, there is a large dedication I don't know, comparatively large for a colorless deck to just protection spells, like ways to, once you've built a huge board, make sure it stays safe. Uh, and there's there's four cards that are dedicated to that, which makes sense because yeah. you're casting really expensive things. The investment you're putting in, you better keep them safe, be able to. <laughs> so with that information, with um, knowing those stats, uh, what who do you think you're putting in the command zone here. Uh, looking at the stats and the different options we have, I see Zolduck. Yeah. Zolduck is definitely going to be the one I'm running. Just, it's an Eldrazi. <laughs> I mean, I might be biased in this choice, but I but also think the better. supports it and they're better. <laughs> yes, that, that one. Yeah, I think definitely that Omarthus is a really neat design, and I don't think that this deck is built really to support them. Um, this really high curve makes Zuladoc so powerful, and Cascade Cascade is a ton of both mana cheating and card advantage. So I, I certainly think that this deck out of the box is going to be best served with Zuladoc yes, in absolutely. the command zone. Okay, we have talked about what is in the deck uh, mechanically. We're going to take a quick moment to talk about what is in the deck financially. If you're picking up this pre-con, what are you getting for your money? Um, 
and the a couple of caveats before we get into it these this value is from the 75 reprints that are in the deck there are 10 new cards there are 15 basic lands which we don't often include in this but you can add 15 dollars to this value uh because this is wastes um and uh and these numbers are taken before the deck is revealed. So these uh, values that we're going to be talking about aren't literally the prices that you're going to see when you go right. shopping. They're more of a comparative value of like what the prices of these were before the reprint was announced. Uh, so those caveats out of the way, the total reprint value of this deck is... I guess I'm going $155.25. Okay. Yeah. So normally we hear that number and we have a parade. The home run. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we absolutely blow the doors off the place and are like, 155 bucks? What? Unfortunately, these pre-cons are going for like anywhere between 65 and $120. Yeah, they're up there. We, we've averaged them out to be about 80 bucks per box, um, which is double what we would normally see for a pre-con, which you normally right. for like 40 or $45. So I think if they're doubling the sticker price, you would really expect to see double the, the value. value. Yeah. Right. Something close to it for sure. Which is like based on the pre-cons that we've seen in the past that are marked around $40. Baldur's Gate averaged around $104. Brothers War averaged around $95. L will be one averaged at $101. And the March of the Machine pre-cons averaged at $97. So roughly $100 for pre-cons at $40. Which means if you're buying a pre-con at $80, you want $200 yeah. worth of value in it to get the value that we're used to getting out of these pre-cons. And $155 even with another 15 bucks added for the wastes, ain't that. No. Ain't 200, that's for sure. Um, So I did some quick math for these pre-cons to make sure that we have a very clear picture of the value you're getting um, when buying this product at $80. And I did that by calculating like a bang for your buck quotient. I like it. <laughs> um, look, I'm not a math major. I'm doing my best. Uh, so I took the average reprint value and I divided it by roughly the MSRP that we're used to. So I took like the Baldur's Gate average reprint value at $104, divided it by 40, and you get about $2.60 of card value for your $1 value. Mm. So I found those numbers for the precons we've seen in the past, and it was $2.38 for Brothers War precons, $2.50 will all, for All Will Be One precons, and $2.40 for the March of the Machine precons. That's almost double, that's more than double the value for your dollar. Right. You're getting like, a yeah, two and a half times for just about all of these. And if you take the Eldrazi Unbound value, which is $155.25, and you divide it by an $80 sticker price, which we're not really seeing on the shelves right no. now. Like, this deck is going for closer to $100. Absolutely, yep. But let's say the prices settle right around the middle, uh, and you can pick this up for $80. You are getting $1.93 of cards for your, your dollar, dollar in cash, which is... 50 cents less per dollar, which matters because there's, you're spending $80. Yeah, yeah you're spending more. <laughs> Look, 
So I took that dollar and ninety three value, and I was like, okay, so let's apply this value to if this was a forty dollar pre con. So I took a dollar ninety three and multiplied it by forty, and got the value seventy seven dollars and fifty cents. So that seventy seven dollars is a much closer number to compare to the ones of the past, and it's twenty five dollars less than what we would expect. Yeah, that's brutal. It's, a, it's not a good price, and. Unfortunately, for the first colorless precon and a deck that so many people were excited about, yeah, it's not good enough. Like people expected more from these from these boxes. Like you're paying yeah, twice as much, you want more out of it. Especially for like the first colorless deck, you're like, what big creatures are we going to see that we've been waiting to get reprinted because yeah. they haven't been out in years? And the reprints are okay. Like yeah. there are some big reprints and there are some cards that need to be reprinted. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but it just doesn't add up to enough um, for the customer, which is really unfortunate. So um, if you're excited about this precon, it does have some cool cards in it. It does. Um, like if you're going to build Zuladoc and it's going to have a lot of the cards that you're starting from, but uh, unfortunately it is not the... Uh, bargain that we like to see out of our pre-cons that being said let's talk about the cards that you are getting in this box what these big reprints are uh, because 155 dollars is a lot so let's um what makes up that value so for notable reprints we have um cards that are worth five dollars or more yep there's six of them Mm -hmm. uh we have it that betrays at 24 bucks huge yeah that's a lot (laughs) a great reprint we very rarely see reprints over 20 dollars in pre-cons and it that betrays is played and beloved and we're glad to see it uh kazalek the great distortion hey at 17 dollars which is also great you could also put kozalek in the in the command zone (laughs) of this deck i I didn't really think about it (laughs) I didn't think was that an option when I uh, did yeah the I didn't even, I didn't even think about it I guess you could have. <laughs> everyone's been asking me and I'm like I'd still probably side in Zolduk to yeah Kozilek, it's, but it's built around built built around absolutely. him but Kozalek is a good boy uh, then we have All Is Dust at nine dollars our colorless board wipe great really powerful in the deck um, and a great reprint Forsaken Monument at nine dollars which is also almost a staple, it feels like, for a colorless deck. It's really strong. If you're playing colorless, it's like Mystic Reforge and Forsaken Monument go in right away. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lightning Greaves at eight fifty. Okay. Still still expensive, yeah. those greaves. <laughs> Which is surprising, but yes. Uh, Arcane Lighthouse at six fifty is the final one. Wow. I'm surprised Arcane Lighthouse is still that expensive. I know. I had um, to look it up to remind myself. I was like, why is that so expensive? And I'm like, oh, They okay. just haven't really reprinted yeah. it in a while. And it used to be very popular in Commander. Yes. And I, I think it, it's sort of fallen by the wayside. We have much better uh, lands, uh, utility lands now. But um, Arcane Lighthouse, 650, 650. Um, So you're getting some some money out of there. Those are some, those are powerful cards. It that betrays and all is dust, Forsaken Monument, Lightning Greaves, all of those we'll see lots of play. But the most expensive cards in the deck aren't necessarily the best cards in the deck. True. So we're going to take a second to talk about the cards that when you draw them, you're like, we're moving now. Yeah. You're excited. Your engine is going to be online. Uh, The ones that you're like, okay, we're working now. So what cards are you excited most to draw? Uh, I'm most excited to draw Rise of the Eldrazi. Oh, this is a Big, bad Eldrazi spell. Oh, my gosh. And it's so cool. It's one of the newer cards. And mm-hmm. I should probably read yeah, what read it does it for, for you. The, read it for the people. <laughs> All right. So Rise of the Eldrazi is nine 
and three ways or nine waste waste colorless, ways colorless, yeah colorless, colorless. <laughs> whatever way to yeah. say that uh, it's a sorcery and it says this spell can't be countered good because it's 12 mana right <laughs> uh destroy target permanent target player draws four cards take an extra turn after this one exile rise of the eldrazi I mean, an extra turn spell in colorless, We there are ways to do it, but it's a little bit more finicky than yeah. this. Uh, this is a big Eldrazi spell. And it's it's basically, if you think about it, it takes all three of what the Titans do. Yeah. Ulamog, Kozilek, and Imrakul. That's pretty cool. It's the rise of them. <laughs> Boy, did I not put that together. See, <laughs> you got to know Eldrazi's to get this joke. Yeah, they're all doing it together. And this is exactly what you want in the deck. This is going to be one of the biggest payoffs for all of your ramp cards. Oh, where yeah. You're like, if you draw this, you're like, cool, this is going to cascade twice. Yes. <laughs> draw me four cards, blow up a thing, and, and I'll untap with turn. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically gives anything on your board haste. Seems pretty powerful. It doesn't, nece- like, it's pretty close to reading win the game, but I, yeah, without hope being so. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really happy to draw that. Uh, it replaces itself. Love it. I think mm-hmm. the next card that is the best card in the deck, uh, and totally not a biased opinion here, again, is <laughs> Kozilek, <laughs> a great distortion. <laughs> uh, a good boy. He's a good doofus. Uh, yeah, so Kozilek, the great distortion, is eight waste waste for a legendary Eldrazi. It's a 12-12, so two hits of that, and you're dead to commander damage. It says, when you cast this spell, if you have fewer than seven cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference. It has Menashe mm-hmm. and discard a card with mana value X, counter target spell with mana value X. He refills your hand, which is really big, um, especially for how much you're paying for him. Mm-hmm. The effect he has gives you the ability to counter things, especially that late in the game. I think that's really, really good. And he draws the cards to give you the counters in your hand. Yes. This is a sweet card, uh, and it gives you a ton of protection once you've built up that huge board, which you have a 12-12 with Menace and whatever you cascaded. Right. So <laughs> now you've got the defense and the cards in your hand to really close out this game. I agree. Kozilek is a great reprint and one of the best cards in the deck. Yeah. The next one is a new one as well. Yeah. Uh, this is Flayer of Loyalties, another Eldrazi. Eight waste wastes, uh, so 10 mana altogether for an Eldrazi. It is a 10-10 with Annihilator and Trample. And it says, when you cast this spell, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature until end of turn. It has base power and toughness. 10-10 gains Trample, Annihilator, and Haste. Good. Whoo! I mean... This is, it itself doesn't have haste, so that's good, Correct. but it is immediately 10 hasty trampoly power. Oh, that's right. It's a creature. I yeah. think thinking it's like an enchantment, no, but it's it not. it itself is a 10-10 Annihilator yes. 2 next turn, so you're like, steal your thing, attack you with it. Yes. Now you have to sack two things, and it has trample. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't want to block it, because it's yours. Yeah. It's a blowout. Uh, and then next turn, you have a spare one. Yeah. I I think uh, particularly if you're playing with the amount of ramp spells you have and you are incentivized to cast this first main um, because you steal something and you want to be able to attack with it and you get those cascade stuff off early, that Flayer of Loyalties is going to be a board state in a can with your commander. Absolutely. And I also love that the art kind of looks like a singing 
tentacle monster. This is one of the most beautiful <laughs> Eldrazi. It. It's it gorgeous. <laughs> I love that Eldrazi's have like this pink thing going on. Yeah. Like they 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 have this very like sort of stark landscape where it's just it's like grays and greens, but the Eldrazi themselves are like just big purpley really beautiful gradients of yeah. color. Just really floral almost. Gorgeous. Like a big mushroom. <laughs> this one does. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a mushroom. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to unsee so, it now. I know this is this is my mushroom of loyalties. My mushroom uh, of loyalties. Slam it. Uh, Those are the best cards when you draw them and you cast them. Your opponents are gonna go, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna get into ten more cards to add to this deck to gas it up. Make sure that when you bring it to your next game night, that it is hitting as hard as it can. Uh, we're gonna tell you the ten cards to take out, but first, we're gonna have a few words from our sponsors. Browsing for some new tech? Yeah, I'm building T-Mount and Architect. Ooh, how about Zergo and Ojitai? Did you just drag and drop that card image directly into your deck? Yep, with Architect, you can drag and drop card images from EDH Rec or Scryfall directly into the deck list. No typing required. That is so cool. Ooh, okay, check this out. I'm gonna drag and drop Dragon Storm into the deck, and then boom, I'm gonna drop a bunch of dragons on the battlefield. A nine drop, huh? Seems ambitious. It was just for the pun. Architect is the best place to browse, brew, and playtest commander decks. Just go to architect.com slash command zone to get started. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T dot com slash command zone. How's it, everybody? We're excited to announce the return of Game Night's tokens. Dun, dun, dun. Each order includes 40 total tokens all in one pack. There are four of each token and there are 10 tokens. These will be available in other premium versions. We have a premium foil and a gold foil version. And of course the ultra premium gold foil tokens come in a special high quality drawer box. It's a really cool way to show off your Game Night's bling. Yeah, I even use this box for other things. It's very sturdy and it looks sharp. Plus, if you want to show that you're the biggest Game Night fan out there, our top tier pledge level has something really special. It's a custom-made double-sided playmat that features all of the art from the tokens with a really cool comic book-inspired layout. Yeah, very few of these end up getting made. As with all of our Kickstarters, this is for a limited time, so this is your best chance to get your hands on these tokens and playmats. Just go right now, lock in your order, don't mess around, just guarantee that you're gonna get them. Absolutely. All right, thanks everyone, and get your pledge in now. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. It is time to upgrade the Eldrazi Unbound precon from Commander Masters. But before we talk about these specific cards that we are adding to the deck, I want to talk about what you were trying to do with these 10 cards. You're like, this is what the deck was kind of missing. These are the holes uh, that you kind of wanted to spackle over. Or just like, Every colorless deck needs this card. Yeah. So when I took a look at this deck, I felt like it was, one, I was very excited to see it. Uh, <laughs> I was, Yes. And then two is that it felt like it had some really good core, like, bombs that come out mm -hmm. and like heavy duty hitters but it didn't have the support to make sure you're hitting those because like we mentioned and saw earlier there's like 21 pieces of ramp and a lot of that's artifacts you don't want to cascade into your mana rock really necessarily yeah. that late in the game so i wanted to make sure that there was enough to get us to that in game and get the make that cascade feel good so you know things like top deck manipulation mm. more eldrazi and things like that yeah i think that's a really great point is like when you have 21 pieces of ramp that's a lot of ramp to draw which means yes. you need even more card draw to make sure that like you're not just top decking mana rocks casting a mana rock and passing right you can find those big bombs that you can cast off of it and put the spells that you don't want to spend your mana on on top of your library to cascade yeah like 
honestly, getting a three or four drop for free off of your commander is off of the cascade is great. You want to have the really big spells in your hand. Right. We're trying to min-max here. Yeah. We always are. <laughs> Me, min-maxer. Uh, so, all right. So let's get into it. Let's all talk right. about the, the cards that you were like, this deck needs these. Remember, we had a $50 budget, uh, so we're doing a little bit more expensive ones. We know that you... Uh, the box itself has a heavy price tag, so you're investing in the deck already. Let's make sure you get the best deck you can out of it. Uh, and this first one is a banger. Yeah. This is Big Daddy himself. Yes. Ugin the Spirit Dragon at $18. This is definitely on that list of, like, if you're playing colorless, Ugin's in it. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just such a strong card. Um, do I need to read off what Ugin does? Yeah, let's, let, okay. in case anybody hasn't seen Ugin. That's right. Okay, so... Ugin the Spirit Dragon is eight colorless. Uh, Legendary Planeswalker. It has starts with seven loyalty. It's plus two is that it deals three damage to any target. Lightning Bolt. Yep. Yep. Uh, It's minus ability. The first one is a minus X. Exile each permanent with converted mana cost X or less. That's one or more colors. So it's one sided. Oh, yeah. So we have no colors over here. Yeah. Uh, so just your stuff goes. Thank you. Yes. It's so good in any colorless deck. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the minus 10 is just, again, it is a, a blowout. If you can get there, your opponent, I don't know what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says you gain seven life, draw seven cards. Then you put up to seven permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Notably, Ugin also triggers your commander because he's eight CMC. Yes. Exactly. I totally thought of that when I put it in the deck. I no, knew that. I mean, Ugin just goes in these kind <laughs> yes. of decks. You're you're taking a very heavy handicap playing without any colors. So making sure that you're using the cards that reward you for, for taking that handicap, like the one-sided board wipes, all is dust, and Ugin. Right. That really, these are your big payoffs for sacrificing all the colors in the game. Yeah, exactly. And I really like it because it, it hoses like, token decks, Mm -hmm. which is important because early on, you're going to have to like be defensive enough and protect yourself enough to not get blown out before you can play into your game. Right. You have an expensive commander. You need to do a lot of ramping early, being able to like... While you're ramping, you ramp turn two, ramp turn three, ramp turn four. Then while everybody's built up a board, you slam Ugin, yeah. clear the way, and now you have a fresh exactly. slate <laughs> uh, for your big, <laughs> terrifying commander. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's this next card uh, you're adding so the here? Next I card, love this. I love this card. I feel like it's so low-key, under the radar, however you want to call it. It's Trading Post at 50 cents. Yeah. Trading uh, Post, if you, if you don't know, it's a four-mana artifact. It has four activated abilities one and tap discard a card you gain four life one and tap pay one life create a zero one white goat creature token sure one (laughs) and tap sacrifice a creature return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand one and tap sacrifice an artifact draw a card it's defense it's draw it's recursion it's life gain it's so much versatility in the one Four mana card. It's it's mm. very great. Um, I like it because if it's left unchecked, it becomes an enabler for Kozilek. Um, you just yeah. start drawing back into, or you can get back things you've discarded with Kozilek. So it's Kozilek and Trading Post are uh, best friends. Kozilek cool. the Great Merchant. <laughs> he loves a goat, Kozilek. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this next one took up a, a chunk of the budget as well, and it is one of the best colorless car dry engines yeah. in the game, for sure. Uh, we got Scroll Rack at mm-hmm. $12. Very good. You want to read this one? Yeah. So Scroll Rack is two and an artifact for pay one and tap. Exile any number of cards from your hand face down. Put that many cards from the top of your library into your hand, then look at the exiled cards and put them on top of your library in any order. So I file this under uh, top deck manipulation. Right. It's It's, great in cascade decks. Yeah, you want to set up what you're cascading into to be something good. And if you uh, activate it and you see some mana rocks there and you might have something better in your hand, just slide it on top. Yeah, and Scroll Rack's only $12 right now. Like, that is a chunk of this budget, but Scroll Rack has been way more expensive than that in recent years. I honestly was thought it would be out of budget until I checked, so I was pretty surprised. Yeah, this was a great reprint in Commander Legends um, and is really, really powerful in any deck that casts stuff from its library uh, or is really just digging for the next big bomb. Yeah. Uh, another top deck manipulation card. Mm-hmm. Want to give it a go? This is Brainstone. It's a single mana for an artifact with an activated ability. Two and tap, sacrifice Brainstorm. Dr- Brainstone. Draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. This is great. It's a tidy little thing to cascade into. Yeah. Like in decks like this, being able to sort of store your cascade hits for the moment where they're best is actually great. Yeah. So if you hit this early off of the cascade, you're like, oh, it's little, but this sets me up later for when I can really move my hand around, which is really powerful. And at 25 cents, it's just, it's it's such good value. Fits right in the budget, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was planned. Yeah, I love this comment too, that this is really solid with Trading Post. Yes. That's right, because you can just sacrifice, get it back, sacrifice, draw a card. It just, it works really well together. Yeah. And the art isn't so bad either. It's a goofy little golem. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I think Brainstone really, there are decks where it feels so perfect and colorless decks can really, uh, really make use of it. Yeah. Ooh, this next one's good, too. Yes. Uh, Unwinding Clock at $4. It says uh, it's four colorless. Untap all artifacts you control during each other player's turn. Mm-hmm. In t- untap step. Yeah. So when they untap, you untap. And you've got a lot of mana rocks. Yeah. Could you imagine activating your trading post every other player's turn? Mm-hmm. Or your scroll, scroll rack? rack. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, a lot of... You added another activated ability in here, too, which is really solid. But anytime that you can, like... Commit a huge thing to the board with your commander because you're casting 10 CMC spells. Yeah. You're like, you have to tap out for these things. But being able to untap and have a little bit more, be a little bit lighter on your feet is going to be really, really helpful in this deck. And I forgot what it was called. I think it's a newer card, but Mm -hmm. it gives you a flash. All your creatures have flash or something. Yeah, there's a new shimmer mirror. It's it's like shimmery Eldrazi. Yes. Look for the Shimmering Eldrazi. Yeah, he's like a little three drop. He's cool. Yeah, and so to be able to untap with everything and then flash out an Eldrazi, possibly trigger Cascade. Cascade twice? Ugh. It's just, it's gnarly. Or flash out your commander and then untap yes. and then Cascade, Cascade. They are not going to be ready. Uh, yeah, Unwinding Clock works really, really well with that little flash guy. That makes sense. All Ooh, right. This next one's fun. <laughs> so this next group, like the final, I, I don't know, f- six cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call this the happy to cascade into cards. Sure. Um, Helm of the Host is uh, 650 and it's four colorless. It's legendary equipment. And it says at the beginning of your combat on your turn, 
create a token that's a copy of equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary. If equipped creature is legendary, that token gains haste. Yeah, I mean, having two Zuladogs seems pretty good. Yeah, quadruple Because now you cascade. have Cascade, 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 <laughs> cascade stacks, everybody. Uh. Uh, that's wild. Uh, it also means that, yeah, you have... You're ramping a ton. You can spend that mana on the equip cost to make sure that you're really using all of your resources. Yeah, like I'm not mad to cascade into something like that. Again, Mm -hmm. it's like just value later on. Yeah, and it's like answer it now or you're going to have a big problem on your hands. (laughs) Uh, This next one is a very powerful equipment as well. It's Death Render coming in at $2.75. It's a four mana equipment that gives a quick creature plus two plus two. And then whenever the equipped creature dies, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield and attach Death Render to it. Equip two. So Death Render is really good in decks that have big guys. Yes. And this is a big guy deck. We have several, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> and I just love this card because it it's great early on for like a mana dork or something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes your early on blocks much better. Mm-hmm. And then like if you dr- if your starting hand has like a big doofus in it and you've equipped this to a mana dork of some sort, yeah. you just get to play out a big doofus early. You're like, surprise, I have a 10-10 with yeah. Trample and Annihilator too, and you're not prepared to handle right. it. Right. Uh, yeah, Death Render is really, really scary and is enough to be like, when Death Render is equipped to a creature, a lot of the times people are like, well, I can't attack into that. <laughs> What'll come out? Right, exactly. It's a, it's a bit of a rattlesnake type effect. Um, I like that term, rattlesnake effect. Yeah, it's don't come near me. Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, are you looking over here? Don't. <laughs> you best not. <laughs> it, I like rattlesnake effects a lot because they um, present a threat that isn't necessarily yeah. there. They let you kind of kind of puff up a little bit, which is nice. I kind of want to do an altar on that. Now that's a little yeah, rattlesnake. That's a little. That's like, <laughs> 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 I, now I love this rattlesnake. That's like an elementary school teacher. Right. But don't. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> This next one makes uh, perfect sense and is one of, honestly, one of my favorite artifacts really? that I have never figured out how to use. <laughs> I love it so much. I put it in so many decks and have to cut it. <laughs> oh, well, this one, I don't think you will. This one's great. Yeah, yeah. this is Ingenuity Engine mm-hmm. at 25 cents. Mm-hmm. It says um, it's an artifact and it reads Cascade. That's it. And then you can pay one and tap it to sacrifice an artifact, return to your artifact you control to its owner's hand. So it also has a little bit of a get an artifact back. Yeah, so it returns an artifact from your battlefield back to your hand, so you could recast it and get Cascade again. Um, it's a sack outlet, which is always handy in decks like this, but it's also it also triggers your commander, yep. and it has Cascade itself, so now it has Cascade, Cascade, Cascade. cascade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it can bounce itself back to hand. Yeah, so it's just like if you don't have if you don't have something to do. And you're like, I haven't found all I have is mana rocks. <laughs> and you just need happen. something to do. You're like, okay, I'll sacrifice one of like one of my smaller artifacts and I'll replay this ingenuity engine or, or like I'll sack a brainstone or something like that like that. And I'll replay ingenuity engine and just see what comes out. Yeah. Um Could you imagine like your hands empty, like your it's late game, and then you just bounce ingenuity engine back, cast it, triple cascade? Mm-hmm. Does it cascade when you cast it for itself? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so cascade is a cast trigger. It'll be when you cast it, you put a cascade trigger on the stack and then two more. So it'll cast the first one, cast the second one, cast the third one, resolve. 
Bounce it again. Recast right? it. Go nuts. <laughs> um, really, really powerful card for sure. You can also activate it in response to removal. So oh, you can that's sack true. a thing yeah. that's being removed and then return it to hand just for a free cascade later. I like that card a lot. And it's only 25 cents, like you said. Yeah. All and right, this next one, we had to bulk up the Eldrazi We did. We had to, there was a slightly less than I would have liked. So we added Conduit of Ruin for $2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conduit of Ruin reads six colorless. It's an Eldrazi, 5-5. Five, five. When you cast Conduit of Ruin, you may search your library for a colorless creature card with converted mana cost seven or greater, which is Cascade mm-hmm. territory. And reveal it, then shuffle your library and put that card on top of it. The first creature spell you cast each turn costs two less to cast. So this is great ramp for this deck. Um, having the first, your creature spells that are 10 mana, 12 mana, these huge spells cost less and not change their actual mana value so they right. still trigger your commander means that maybe you get to do this twice in a turn. Plus, you know, you tutor you tutor a card that will cascade. Yeah, it, it gives you a little bit of top deck manipulation as well, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. But yeah. Go find Kozilek. <laughs> yeah, put that on top. Yeah, I mean, if if we know that two of the best cards in the deck are going to be these giant cre- colorless creatures like Kozilek and what the, it's like not... Uh, the it's Flare. Flare of loyalty. Loyalties. Mushroom of loyalties, yes. It's flaying loyalties? What does that even mean, <laughs> yeah, Eldrazi? <laughs> what does that even mean? I feel like that's the core of Eldrazi. It's just, yeah. what does it it's mean? It's like, I'm the devastator of sadness. And it's like, are you devastating <laughs> you sad? the sadness? Like, is it, uh, Yeah. do you bring sadness when you devastate? You've got to be clearer <laughs> with me. It's hard. <laughs> Godwin Ruin is only $2 and will add some consistency yeah. to this deck. It's also a great thing itself to cascade into. Yes, absolutely. You're happy to cascade into a 5-5 yeah. and make your stuff cheaper. And tutor a thing to the top of your library. And then we have one more Eldrazi in here. Sneak him in here. Yep. This one's smashing reality. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it sneaks in. It just smashes in. <laughs> uh, you could say it was a smashingly good ad. Mm-hmm. And a good final. Uh, it's only $0.75. Cents. What does this card do? Uh, reality Smasher is four and a colorless Eldrazi. It's a four and a colorless Eldrazi, 5-5, five, five, Trample, Haste. We love to see it. Uh, when a Reality Smasher becomes the target of a spell an opponent controls, counter that spell unless its controller discards a card. So he's got like Ward discard a card on Yeah, before this, Ward existed. Yeah, yeah, this thing's a little beater. And it's really a, like if this comes out of a Cascade, you immediately have a threat. Yes, it, it just the haste is so strong. Um, and it's, it's not he's not a tiny little thing. It's a 5-5. Mm. Five, five. What I like about this card is a lot of the time Eldrazi's are going to be all on your top end. Yeah. They're going to be triggering your cascade, right? So you'll get like, you know, mana rock, draw spell, maybe a removal spell, and then your one Eldrazi. But this gives you an Eldrazi to go with your other Eldrazi. Yes. They're matching. It's like an appetizer Eldrazi. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a warm-up Eldrazi. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the opening act. Yes. Um, and so it, it gives you two bodies rather than, like, a lot of the curve lower than seven in this deck is utility pieces. Yes. And this is a threat that is going to be less than your Cascade spells. And it's a pain to deal with. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows. You, you know how it is to deal with Ward. Like, yeah. this is essentially Ward, discard a card. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh and so those are the ten cards that we are adding to this deck. That's the final one. It comes in smashes reality, and the total is forty seven dollars on this budget. So you got three dollars to pick up, pick yourself up a pack. Yeah, not of Commander Masters though. It's outrageously no. expensive. Something else, or get three more wastes. That's true. You can get three <laughs> wastes with that. <laughs> 
got you. Buy him for later. Uh, of course, we have added 10 cards to this deck. That means we are going to have to take 10 cards out. Uh, we will weep for them. Uh, but some of these are probably not as good in the deck anymore. So let's talk about the 10 that have to go to get this deck in tip-top shape. Yeah, Hangerback Walker, mm-hmm. it's got to go. I think any of the X spells in all There's honesty. There's a ton of them. It's so bizarre <laughs> that they were like, we're going to make a Cascade spell. We're going to make a Cascade deck. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. And the backup commander is going to be a 0-0. Zero, zero. So a. if you cascade into it, it dies. There's four <laughs> things in the deck that do that. Really bad Cascade targets. Yes. And if you know you're not putting Omarthus in the command zone, all of these can go right now. Yeah. So it's like Hangerback Walker, Omarthus themselves, Endless One, Stone Coil Serpent. You guys are good cards. Go build an Omarthus yeah. deck. Carry on our wayward friends, but we are big Eldrazi here. Yeah, and you just... It, the idea of cascading and being like, I spent 10 mana, slam it. And you cascade into a zero drop and it dies. <laughs> and then you cascade into another, like a mind stone. And you're like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. We can build a deck better than that. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's this next one that you took out? All right. So next we have Crashing Drawbridge, mm-hmm. which is cl- close to the X spells. It doesn't have haste when it comes in, which is already like... I could see the utility of wanting to have it in there to help you early on. Like, I get where, why it was in there, but Mm -hmm. we don't need it. Yeah, this kind of haste, like, just giving stuff flash speed is better, which is already in the deck. Um, Flash will will make you more flexible, and it will give things pseudo haste rather than having this wall that you still have to wait a turn in order to give stuff haste. Yeah. Uh, this next one is sort of along the same lines. <laughs> it's suspicious bookcase. Yes, very suspicious. What's behind it with all the tendrils? It's an Eldrazi. Surprise. I promise. <laughs> it's an Eldrazi. Yeah, this one, like, the utility is just expensive. Mm. So this is a two-mana wall that gives something unblockable, basically. And when your stuff is that big, they have to block it. But you also have, like, stuff with trample. And you're yeah. going to have... The thing about Cascade decks is you just kind of want to have more stuff than your opponent right so making being unblockable is not as good right i like the way you put that because it is really about like your stuff is a big enough threat on its own that you don't need to add the extra utility to Mm -hmm. it to make it something powerful like i want people to block it i want to clear their board or i want to deal damage but you want to throw two things in front of my kozilek be my guest (laughs) Uh, and I, paying three mana for your suspicious bookcase um, doesn't feel as good when you could be paying ten mana for another Eldrazi. Um, similarly, the next one is Fire Shrieker. Our creatures are big enough. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they need double strike. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like a win more. It's like... Yeah, I, I like Fire Shrieker in decks that aren't good at getting double strike and have like a combat damage trigger. Mm. Like when when you care about hitting twice, and you this one is like I'll put double strike on a ten ten. Right, like they have to chump a ten ten anyway. The twenty twenty doesn't really make that big of a difference. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to look at it. It's like, what are we really gaining from this? And right. it's not much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of power, but they have to block it. Yeah. Uh, what's this next one? Next one is Spatial Contortion, mm. um, which was one of our colorless uh, targeted interaction. Oh, one of the 17? One of the 17, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one of those. Uh, it just doesn't do much, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see it pumping one of our Eldrazi at the yeah. end for some extra damage or removing something for someone, but we have Ugin for that now. Mm-hmm. We have the board wipes that are better and more one-sided. It just, it doesn't trigger our commander 
either. Yeah, plus three minus three just doesn't answer enough things. It's efficient and that's good, but it's also a little awkward to cascade into if there isn't like a decent yeah. target for it. So uh, a little too narrow for what we're trying to do. Uh, this next one is also interaction and expensive. I alluded to it before. It's <laughs> Unstable Obelisk. It's a three-mana artifact that taps for colorless, and you can pay seven Ooh. and sacrifice it to destroy target permanent. Um, there are 17 sources of removal in this deck. You don't need to pay seven mana for it. It's also an overcosted mana rock. It just doesn't yeah. get there anymore. And then uh, last but not least is Transmo Transmogrifying Wand. Mm -hmm. I like this card. I often think this card overperforms, but in a deck with 17 other pieces of removal and now four board wipes, yeah. it, it feels a little lackluster to turn one creature into an ox. Yeah. And I mean, at, at the cost of doing that, you are giving them a blocker, which isn't the worst thing, but if you're really trying to think about your interactions, like them having a blocker, possibly two blockers, if you remove two things, mm -hmm. now they can block Kozilect. It's just, there's better stuff. Yeah, that's a great point, is like, a lot of your stuff is huge, and you really want, like... If they block, you want them to lose something meaningful. Right. So they're so they're forcing the choice between like taking twelve damage or losing two things they care about. If you give them an ox, now they're they it's an easier decision. Yeah. It's like I guess I'll just block and I'll use that lose this ox, which I don't care about, right. and this other creature, which sucks, but it's not as much as like you know something else. Chump blockers are really powerful. Your commander's like a seven four. These days, I am I am not super high on removal. That gives my opponents stuff, right. unless I don't have better options. Because you can chump commander damage, you can like sacrifice it to draw cards. There, we do have a lot of utility for just bodies. Yeah, and that body is giving them more time to find answers. Right, and you're racing. <laughs> And you're in the big colorless car. You're in the like, what's a Wonder Woman's spaceship? She's got like the invisible. Oh, the invisible is it jet? the invisible? You're asking the wrong plane? person here. I'm sure it's just called something like the <laughs> invisible jet. Plane. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> I was like, what is that? There's the lasso of truth. So yeah, plane That's would true. probably yeah. make sense. The lasso of truth, plane of know. invisibility. <laughs> Wonder Woman, not particularly creative with the names. Uh, okay, so those are the 10 cards we are taking out of the deck, cutting down that interaction just to a mere 14. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, we added the Ugin. It's up oh, to 15. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, We're good. Yeah, no, don't worry. We'll be able to remove anything. <laughs> um, but before we go, I want to talk about how this deck plays out. Um, colorless decks tend to have a very clear pattern. Yes. This one is... Not exactly the same as every colorless deck. It's I, I wouldn't say it's exactly the same as no, your Kozilek deck. Absolutely not. But the beginning turns are definitely like right. rampant. You're setting up. It's set up for longer than probably most other decks. Right. This is a, you're playing big mana rocks in this kind of deck. You're playing like the two mana rocks to get you to the four mana rocks to get you to the five mana rocks. Leveling so you're them like, up. Now I have twenty two mana, and you're like, that's excessive. What are you doing with that? You're like casting a seven mana removal spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a little bit of a slower start. You're going to really prioritize getting mana. Um, I think especially. When you cast your commander, do you cast it and pass and hope to untap with it? Or do you think mm. you wait until you have like 13 mana? That's a good question. 13's I, a lot. 13's a lot. But I, th I think, depending on the board state, maybe I would. Yeah. 
I mean, your commander d- represents so much value and it's so much hidden value that yeah. I do think it'll have a bit of a target that's on its back. Yeah. So I wonder if you just spend those early turns ramping, removing things, Defending, yeah. yeah, trying Protecting. not to just developing your mana base until you can have one big explosive turn yeah. where suddenly you're the problem. Because like if any of you have watched the Game Night episodes where I play big dumb creatures, which is most of them, they, they get targeted right away. They If they hit the board and you cannot do something with them, it will get removed. Right. So that's a really good point of like, yeah. hold on to it. Wait until you can use it uh, as well as possible. Um, this deck wins the game by overwhelming your opponents. Yeah. It, it's too much all at once, where it's like you find a board wipe right now or you die. Yeah. Uh, is the situation that Eldrazi's put you in, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, like, <laughs> can you kill me? Great, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so th- this is definitely that kind of deck. You want to... M- Look for the opportune moment where you can catch your opponents unawares. Unaware or unprepared, unable to respond. Yeah. Just and, and then them. just get in there and flay their loyalties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy when they spoil they mentioned this deck, I was like in disbelief. I was like, a colorless precon, is it real? Yeah. I was uh, really happy and I'm I'm glad that they're dipping their toes into something different. It's nice. Like, I think these precons really introduce a lot of really high power commander strategies yeah and they give them a little bit more of a of a like casual bend with these decks like it, historically yeah colorless planeswalkers enchantress um even slivers are very expensive yeah very very powerful decks and i think all of these precons do make an attempt to kind of give you a taste yeah, give you yeah, introduce you to something that may be very scary or may have a very um expensive entry point. Yeah. Cuz like all of these mana rocks are expensive. The the commander True. Eldrazi Titans are expensive. Yes. Um building a really good colorless deck, like you said the basics are a dollar alone and that's for like a regular waste. Yeah. So having this a little bit more accessible does go a long way. I wish you got a little bit more bang for your buck in the box, but it is nice to be able to be like, you can play Eldrazi's too. Yeah, even you can destroy worlds. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'm picturing sparkles. Ah. Destroy worlds with Eldrazi. With Zaldok. (laughs) (laughs) To the listeners, what do you think of this Eldrazi Unbound Precon? Any cards that we missed in this upgrade? Any cards we suggested to take out or add that you're like, what are you doing? Why? Don't do that. I love transmogrifying wand. Me too. We do. We do. I love turning stuff into oxes. Uh, but we want to know, any anytime you can put like a constructive comment in the comments means that somebody who's upgrading this deck gets to see a new card. Yeah. And there's more value. That's what we're about around here. I uh, Ever since I played the Kozilek deck, people have shown me like their versions of it. And there's some really cool spins I never thought to do in it. So mm-hmm. I love learning little things. There's so many ways to take a colorless deck. So I, yeah. I look forward to reading what uh, what you've thought of. Yeah. Uh, Before we go, of course, if you want to pick up any of the cards that we talked about today, if you want to pick up this precon or any of the precons behind us, Commander Masters is uh, available at cardkingdom.com slash command. Um, 
when they do big master sets like this, big reprint sets, that's the perfect time to start paying attention to card prices. It's a great time to grow your collection, get the cards you've always want to power up a deck. Um, this is going to be, we're getting to the point where there's going to be a window where all of these prices reach a bottom where you're like, I can get you know, uh, really expensive staples for less than what they would normally be going for. So make sure you're on Card Kingdom, you're looking at prices, and you're supporting the show while you do it. Again, cardkingdom.com slash command. And once those expensive, fancy, powerful staples are in your hands, you're going to want to protect them. Go to ultrapro.com slash command for all of your magic accessory needs for the coolest playmats and the safest deck boxes and like art sleeves and really clear dice. UltraPro really does it all. Uh, they have some of my favorite deck boxes. I really like the uh, satin cubes. Mm, yeah. They're really like strong and like solid Sturdy. decks. I really like them when I'm traveling because I feel like I can throw them in my suitcase and I'm not worried about TSA <laughs> dumping them all over the floor because they don't know how to get them open. Uh, so again, Ultra Pro products are what we trust here for our decks and our games. Uh, you can support the show and support your decks with Ultra Pro as well. Again, ultrapro.com slash command. Uh, okay, we've talked a lot about magic. Um, yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Ooh, are you saying we're moving to the instep? It's instep time. Ooh. Do you have something that you're doing I right do, now? I do, actually. you're excited about? Doing way too much, actually. Oh, uh, it, it's a game. Uh, I don't know what system. I think it's available on PC, mm -hmm. uh, PlayStation. It's called Kingdom of Two Crowns. Okay. Um, it's really, really fun. It is here. Let me read what it, how they describe it because I feel like, you know, they put the time into the marketing. So uh, <laughs> in Kingdom Two Crowns, players must work in brand new solo or co-op campaign mode to build their kingdom and secure it from the threat of greed. Um, so it is a pixel... That was not the description I wanted, but that's okay. Um, well, it leaves a lot to be. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, to the imagination. Here we go. It's a side-scrolling micro-strategy game. Okay. Um, with a minimalistic feel wrapped in a beautiful modern pixel art aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So it is beautiful. Like I'm not into pixel art too right. much, yep. but the way they have built these different worlds, like they have a shonen world, they have an undead world, cool. and it's all side-scrolling. Super, there are literally like two, maybe three buttons total you have to press in the game okay. uh, consistently, but like in different ways. Like you're, you're paying into like farming the fields or you're paying into expanding your walls. And it's just, it's addicting because there's no tutorial to tell you how mm -hmm. to do anything. And you have, it's all about discovery. Right. And I, it really brings me and uh, everyone in our house that's been playing it a lot of joy because we just so sit fun. there trying to figure out what's going to happen. I'm into super low-key video games. Um, I, I talked about it recently on an end step where I was like, I have a terrible sense of direction. So any sort of open world video games has me very stressed oh. out because I can't find what I'm supposed to. Wow. They're like, go back and talk to that guy. I'm like, I don't know where that guy like, is. Where? I have no idea where that guy <laughs> is. It's like, well, you just go back to this town. Which town is that? <laughs> Like, I do not remember any of it. So side scrolling is perfect for me. You are you go hands. right. Yes. You go right and you go left. And <laughs> that is it. And there's even a teleport eventually that you can nice. use. So. See, that's what I need. <laughs> uh, but really fun. Super chill. You can sit it and play for a little bit or spend hours. Um, it's really fun. 
good. I love that. And I love a nice chill game, even if it's the th- <laughs> it's the threat of greed threat looming of greed, up. Which I have yet to experience in game. Like you get attacked, but it's yeah. just like we haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Yeah. Very fun. A, a little bit of puzzle, a little bit of intrigue. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we're going to say thank you to our amazing team here at the Command Zone. Thank you to Damon Lentz, Eric Lem, Mer- Megan Yip, Gaurav Galati, Jordan Pridgen, Jamie Block, Arthur Meadowcroft, Manson Lung, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Sam Waldo, Evan Limberger, Lady Danger, Craig Blanchett, Katie Cole, Mitch Trafford, Gabriel Pozos, Josh Lee Kwai, Jimmy Wong, and Ashlyn Rose yeah, for taking the Rachel. time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but thank you for taking the time to talk about old Drazis with us. We were like, you know what? I know exactly who should be doing this upgrade, um, and we couldn't be in better hands so thank you for having me i i have to say when you messaged me i was super happy not only to do this but to do a podcast with you specifically i love the way you interpret cards and the way you explain them and i was just very excited to get to talk with you about magic so very fun (laughs) thanks for listening everybody uh i believe we have one more pre-con coming so stay with us uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>